So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey, everybody. This is Corey Peterson. I am your host on the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. I have a special podcast for you this morning because I am in Kauai, the Garden Island. And uh, this beautiful backdrop, backdrop behind me is just something amazing. And this is what happens when you get that legacy wealth that I've been talking about. You're able to go on these really cool trips and bring lots of friends and stay in just amazing places like this where you look outside your balcony and you're staring at the ocean. So such a great time. I'm excited to talk about uh, today's topic. Today's topic is going to be uh, the secrets of operations. Like what's the things that you need to do in operations that really make a big difference? How do you get the most bang for your buck? And more importantly, maybe, how do you even just find a company to do operations for you? Because what I'm going to teach is that you should not be doing this game yourself. You should be hiring people that are going to effectively carry out your wishes and do that through management. Uh, and, you know, this is when I, we talk about the big kahuna cash flow life, that legacy lifestyle, it's not going to the job each and every day and like managing a bunch of people. That's not what we want to do. We want to be the CEO and maybe even farther than that, you know? You just want to be able to run your ship, but you want to empower the people that you put in your system to do their job. And then all you have to do is focus on really what I think is one thing, which is the money. That's the most important. But hey, before we get started though, there's two things that I need you to do. The first thing is if you've not done this already, go to Kahuna Wealth Builders and download the Quick Start Workshop. And that's where you're gonna have two things. Uh, we just upgraded this thing where now you have a lot more content in there, but it's gonna be how to raise private money and how to find deals. And then the second thing that I need to do, and this is probably more important, is I love it when you guys go to iTunes and you give me amazing reviews. And so I wanna give a couple shout outs to some people. First one is Sean McCann. He said, uh, this is a great podcast full of great info. Best one I've ever heard on multifamily. Thank you. So, Sean, thanks so much for what you just said. That's awesome. And uh, another one by Wolf DG. Uh, he put, um, this is outstanding info. Thank you, Corey. Podcast couldn't have come any sooner. Great content. Keep it coming. I'm learning so much and with just a few episodes. Guys, I've got so many more episodes planned. I've got so many cool things gonna be happening that, man, you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're really gonna have a good time. That was just the garbage disposal turning on. <laughs> hey, we're doing it live in the house, it's okay. So, um, so let's get into this thing. Let's talk about operations for a minute. 
you know, the problem that I see most uh, newbie operators, when they really get into this game, they choose to do this thing of, I've got to do it all myself. And unfortunately, I think that's really a bad idea. So I would tell you, the first thing that you need to do is really learn how to find multifamily operators, like management companies, what I'm talking about. And what you should be paying these management companies is between 4 and 6%. That's really the industry standard. Um, it's not like it is in single-family homes where it's like 10 or 12. They're willing to take a lot less because we're talking about a lot more money. And that is the power of multifamily is because it is a bigger piece of business. You don't have to get charged a lot of money. So I know there's guys out there that have huge single-family portfolios, but they're getting charged a management fee that's almost astronomical. And um, so for for the multifamily side, it's it's actually beneficial and, and cheaper because really you think about it, all your tenants are in one spot. They're not 100 locations. They're in one location and it's right there with you. All right. So that's that part. The second thing is, um, what do you ask these management companies? Like, so how do you find, like, what's the questions that you ask? So remember, I think we've talked about this a little bit. I want to, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. So we're going to go into like what they actually should be doing, but you want to make sure that you're asking them questions like, how do they turn a lease into a, a tenant to a client? Um, what's their sales process for getting people in the door? What does their managers do? Like what's their management's, uh, man, your manager's responsibilities? If they're doing all the data entry and all the bookkeeping at the property level, run. Do not accept that. You want everything to be done at a home office because managers will steal. They'll lie. They'll cheat. They'll cut corners. Okay? Ask me how I know this. <laughs> right? I have made all the mistakes for you. <laughs> so I'm giving you the shortcut, like the Cliff Notes version of why you should hire. And, and so you want to have your managers, where they should be scanning the bills to home office and home office pays the bills. They shouldn't be even collecting the bills, right? But a lot of it's going to come down to a list of questions. And um, probably, I think when we start getting into like our boardroom, we've actually, we've decided to launch a product probably the first quarter of 2018. We're going to call it the Kahuna Boardroom. And this is where we're going to have about Uh, maybe a handful of people and it's going to be real intimate and I'm going to give you like step-by-step products um, will give you like here's the questions that you ask a management company like we're just going to lay it all out and have it informed but that's going to be coming up so probably look for it around January we're going to start talking about it a lot more but I think we've we've put the ink on it and really come up with something that's going to be amazing and we're only going to do it for a very select few So you're going to actually have to give us an application and tell us why I should spend my time with you. Because it's not going to be just my time. It's going to be my team's time. And we're going to immerse you in our love. And we're going to make you feel like the big kahuna. Okay? All right. So asking those those questions for management company is really just keep asking them about all their systems and processes. Right? How many, uh, you know, how many people, how many staff do they normally want to put on a property per blank amount of doors, right? That's a good question to ask. Um, how do they collect the money? Do they accept cash from, um, you know, tenants, which you should never do. You never accept cash. So let's just talk, I'm going to talk about what we do as a company. So here's some of the best practices that you'll ever have in a management company. 
Number one, make sure you ACH all your tenants. Okay, well, what is that? Well, that is when we physically have everybody fill out forms that we will ACH draft their money each and every month. Now, why is this important? Because do you know how much time is wasted in collecting checks and checks bounce all the time? And like, if your manager's sitting there, every time someone walks in the door and says, here's my money, here's my money, you waste an insane amount of time, like just doing the paperwork, like just taking a check and stamping it, sticking it and sending it to whatever. Then you got to go run to the bank, right? Every day you collect checks. Now my manager has to leave my property and go to the bank. That's an hour. What's going on in that hour at my property? I want my manager there all the time. I want them with their heads up. I don't want them looking down and doing stupid paperwork, right? That is not their best use of time. See, on our properties, the manager, the head manager, the lead manager is in charge of two things. The people that come onto my property and the financial status of my property. What? Yeah, we make our managers accountable to that PNL, right? That is their baby. It is their job. We've put the budget inside. And they have to, and they have to, let me just put, like, it's not, we're not asking them. They will abide by that P&L. And if they don't, they are, they're, they're held accountable for what would happen in it. And now, hey, we understand that things can go wrong and, you know, things break or whatever, but there's got to be a reason for it. It can't be just because, oh, well, I wanted to put some uh, fresh flowers here. So, you know, I went over the budget. No, that's not acceptable. See, most property companies, management companies, they, they, they leave these big decisions up to like someone that's not even at the property. And that's okay, but the accountability cannot be off property. The accountability has to be at the property level because that is the person that is directing all the team members in your property. And you want that to have to be perfectly aligned with your dreams and visions and goals, okay? Now, the second thing is with that manager also comes the responsibility of leading, okay? This is why, like, in this business, believe it or not, the apartment business is more simpler than you think because it's just really all about people. It's the people that you let into your property and it's the people that you have managing and, and doing your work on your property, See, it's people like we're in the this whole life is people business. So when you're hiring, we make sure that we hire the correct managers, the correct maintenance guys, like the maintenance guys that like, hey, I want to do quality work. I don't want to have to go here six, seven times. I'm not going to, you know, jerry rig a toilet. I'm going to do the work right once and then that they will follow procedures. Right. So. It's very much a people business. And so we try not to let, I mean, we don't let the wrong type of tenants come into our properties because guess what they do? If you get the wrong ones, they will destroy your property. Not only will they destroy your property, they will bring the morale down in your whole building to where no one wants to like give, like they're not proud. See, your tenants are always looking at the management company and saying, are they taking care of the property or are they letting this place go to hell? Okay. That's, that's really it. And when you take care of your property, 
in a very A-class status way where everybody knows the rules and procedures. There's no loitering in the hallways and the breezeways. Like there's no smoking, joking going on. We don't have a bunch of chairs and tables and like little cigarette places where we're going to go out and smoke. Like, see, we don't, we don't allow that at our properties. You just can't because it invites the wrong type of atmosphere. And that's not the atmosphere that we're looking for. We're looking for the family life. We really are looking for someone that's going to just really take ownership. So that's taking ownership. And the reason you want to do that ACH, because it just gets the money there quicker. Like we used to have a collections problems at a couple of my properties. And then, and this is why we now do everything's ACH because on the first of the month, it goes and snags everybody's rents like day one. And when you have your money in the bank, ask me how that feels. <laughs> it feels amazing, right? You want to have all your money in the bank. It's better than not being in the bank. Trust me. Okay. So, so, th- so there's that. Now let's go to like, let's go to maintenance. Let's go to, let's talk about the grounds. What are the grounds supposed to look like? Okay. Now, when you usually take over a property, I this is one of the things that like is going to look crappy. The grounds are going to look horrible. They're going to be overgrown. Almost 100% of the time, it feels like everything is overgrown. They built these properties in the 70s and 80s. They've got big, big trees. They've got these big hedges. They've Everything is just like gargantuan size. Okay, You're going to have to take one year, one year, and you're going to cut everything. You were going to cut it down so it looks like a brand new property. And some places you'll probably even remove stuff that, that looks like the old 70s looking landscaping. Okay. But before you even do that, because that takes time and money, right? Lots of time and money and labor. The most simplest, and we've talked about this before, but I want to hit it home. The most simplest way you can make a dramatic effect at the property level is by taking all those old incandescent 60 watt bulbs, get them out of there, rip those things out, get them off the property and hide them forever. Don't ever allow them back onto your property. Replace them with these beautiful, beautiful, magical. It's magic. Trust me. This is voodoo. This is like the dark arts magic that makes you like get all excited is like Harry Potter. Like right now he's going to class because when you put these led lights in and they shine so bright that all of a sudden all the women feel safe. Did you hear that? All the women feel safe because now they can see where they're going. Huh? Did we just have like, that was dark arts. Like that was it. What? Yeah, all we did was replace a stupid light bulb, right? We replaced the light bulbs in the whole property, and it went from dirty, yellow, ugly, scary, spooky to, like, let's have all my friends over at night because you can see where you're going. Yeah, and guess what? Women tell you where you're going to live. Ask me how I know this. (laughs) There's a reason I'm living where I am now, and it's because my wife said this is where we're staying. And I said, yes, that's your, you're right. Absolutely. And it is no different. No different. I don't care what you say. It is no different for anybody out there. Women will tell you where you're going to live. And they want to live in the nicest, cleanest place that is safe. Safety is 
way up, like probably number one in their like, hey, what's going on with, with this place? Is it safe? So when you change that lighting, when you take over a new property, man, when you change that light, it'll like, there is a new management company in town. And that's what you did. And, and people will talk. They will talk about it. They'll, they'll start coming into the office saying, wow. Now, here's another little, this is another little dark arts thing that we do. On these older buildings, a lot of times there's a little switch. Like, that they turn on that little hallway breeze light. And the tenants have control of that switch, on or off, on or off. And so they know, like, hey, let's go do some, like, stuff that's not really acceptable in the, in the back lot over there. Guess what they do? The whole building, like, turns them off. And then they go do their secret stuff. Ooh. And we all know that that's bad. Whatever they're doing there, it's not good because they're turning off all the lights. Guess what we do? We take that switch out of their control. And then we put those lights on an automatic timer. <laughs> Problem solved. You can't go into the middle of the night my property and see what's going on. No. That's, that's, that's how you get rid of all that loitering. If there's like a kilo, thousand kilowatts staring with them in the face, they're not going to want to be smoking and joking and doing things that are not good at night. That's how you eliminate it. You do it with lighting. Lighting is the number one biggest bang for your buck that you'll ever do at the property level, right? So that is how you change your property around in one week, right? In one week, you replace every bulb and everybody is going to be talking at that point. Pretty cool, right? That's like, if you got nothing else but just that one tidbit, I just made you like a $50 rent bump. I'm telling you like that, that gets a $50, maybe not at least $25. Let's be real. A $25 rent increase with lighting. That's like that stupid, but yes, that's what works. Okay. Now, because remember now, and the reason I know this is because I do know my clientele. I am a B and C property management company. We call it workforce housing. We know that most of our, Tenants and clients, and they're, they are working during the day and they get home at night because they're working. They're working so they can pay rent and live life and all that stuff. So that is very, very uh, true. And so we know that. Now, the second thing is to, so little things like, what do we do inside the properties? Now, I don't know if you guys know it, but we are in the technology age. Like that's, everybody needs Everybody needs power nowadays for all their stuff, their iPhones, their iPads, their phones, their wigamajiggies, thingamajiggies. Everything needs like a little outlet and a USB cord. So what do we do now? And in all the properties that I own, that I buy, they're like built in the 70s and 80s. What did they not have back then? Any of all that stuff. And so this is like the simplest, easy fix. You can buy this stuff in bulk. And you can get the little USB ports that have the plugins and then the, the USB terminals. Where you can just put in your USB plug and not have to have the whole plug-in piece. We put that in the kitchen and in every bedroom. Those are like $6 or $7. Man, you want to talk about... And we point those out when we're doing the walkthroughs. When we're showing people a property, we say, I'll check that out. And immediately, like... Boom, boom, they all get excited. All the kids, if they have kids, they get excited because they know they got a place to plug in their stuff. Seems so obvious to me. 
seems so obvious for that one thing, but it is so much not happening. And so there's the second edge that you can get on your competition is installing those little stupid things, right? And it works. Like that's a big value add in today's deal. My third little thing that we try to do. The third thing is, this is a little bit more, I'm going to tell a story here, right? And how we came to this conclusion. And really, I'm not going to take any credit for it. I'm going to give it all to my management company. So one day they called me up. My management called me up and said, Corey, ooh, ooh, Corey, ooh, 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 ooh. Like they get real excited when, when I hear this noise. I know that it's a good thing. So, ooh, ooh, Corey, Corey, ooh, ooh. Um, we say $50 on carpet cleaning. And at uh, first I was like, well, okay, so we save 50 bucks on carpet cleaning. What, is, what does that mean? But they're like, Corey, so like at our properties, we have a 24-hour turn policy. Now, we accept 48 hours, but we have a 24-hour turn policy, meaning that if someone moves out of our building or our unit, that thing has to be online in 24 hours. Now, to do that, it takes a very meticulous process that we have built. In other words, people have to go into that building. When we know it's getting ready to go vacant, maintenance has to go in. He has to go in there and check, hey, what's broken? What's needed? What parts do I need? And then he's got to go and say, do I have the parts in stock? Do I not? Do I need to order the parts? Right? And one of the things that were always screwing us up in our timeline was, guess what? Those pesky carpet cleaning guys, right? Because they're running on their time. And so we have them scheduled, and all of a sudden they don't show up in, in, the, in the time slot that they did. And when they do, do show up, have you ever seen a carpet guy clean an apartment carpet? It is like he comes to the site. Everything automatically like goes out of the truck so fast. He gets in there and gets water hooked up, and it's like, woof, 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 woof. And then all of a sudden you hear the truck door slam, and like the damn invoice is just like flowing in the wind, and it lands on my manager's desk, and they're gone. Taillights, baby. <laughs> That's how they do it. They blow and go. And the problem is they didn't really clean the carpet. <laughs> they didn't do the job they were supposed to. Yeah, they put some water in the carpet. That's really what they did, put some water in the carpet. See, what we found clean carpets is effort. Yeah. It's just just effort. Effort and a little bit of chemical and a little bit of going back and forth. That's what really cleans a carpet. So once we subscribed to that medicine, we said, okay, well, what's the correct tool? What's the correct carpet cleaning mechanism that we can have on site on property that, we, that could allow us to do the same thing? So we went out searching and we found that right piece of equipment. And now we have that piece of equipment on every property. And what it, does, what it did for us is it solved two problems. First was the turn problem, right? of not having our property ready in 24 hours. And the second is because now our manager, our maintenance guys were cleaning the carpets and guess who checks off on the carpet cleaning? The property manager. So it's like a two-step. And if it's not clean, guess who has to bring all the stuff back out to the unit? The maintenance guy. And so do you think he likes to do that? No. And so he does a very good job the first time. See, that's he does it the first time. And by doing that, we save 50 bucks. Okay, that's a long story to say how we saved $50, right? 
but let's do the real math. Times that times 100 doors. Now we have $50,000 times the year of a property. $50,000. Let me just see if I can do the math real quick on my phone because I'm not, you know, gifted. I barely made it out of high school. $50,000 divided by, like, let's call it a seven cap. Is that right? Hold on. You're going, let me just make sure I did my math right. 0.07. Oh my gosh. $50,000 is like a $700,000 increase in your property. What? Yeah. By saving $50 for carpet cleaning, we increased the value of our property $700,000. That's big, mucho money, man. Like, that's. That's significant. <laughs> I still feel like I'm hitting the wrong button. Divided by 0 0.07. It still doesn't seem like, yeah, but it keeps saying the same number. <laughs> yes. So that is why when you do these little things, when you find a way to save $25 a door, $50 a door, you can increase the rents because you can make money two ways in apartment buildings. One is you increase the rents. And you know what? Our tenants every year expect rents to go up. And guess what? We never disappoint them. Ever. Never. We always give them a little bump in the rent, even if it's like $15. And by the way, $15 is usually a 3% increase. Go figure, right? Man, operations is like there's so many ways to make money in operations. Here's another way to increase profit. So, and, and let me just finish the other thought. So you're either increasing your rent to make NOI or you're decreasing your expenses. And see, by decreasing our cost of carpet cleaning, we made money. So it doesn't always have to be just the rent increase. You can save money and make lots of income just by saving little things down the road. That's why we're adamant we are absolutely fanatical at the property level about our PNL and what we can do and what we can save and working on our, we call the supply chain. We want to use our bigness as a firm and with even uh, walking with my management company as well, because I'm not their only client. We used to try to use our buying power collectively to make sure that our supply chain is kick butt. And when we do that, it lowers, like, we can operate lower than most operators can, can operate. And so, like, a lot of times when we look at deals, we see, hey, this is a, a nice cash-flowing property. We already know we can do some uh, rent bumps, but we also know that we can save quite a bit of money just through operations because we know our operational numbers. When you start multiplying those things together, and then you can get right money at the right cap rate or at the right price, um, and, and do what we do, it leads to nothing but sunsets and palm trees. That's the cash for life. Guys, we're getting here at 30 minutes, and I'm going to leave it because, honestly, we got to go hiking today. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in Hawaii, and I don't want to let it get it past me. So, guys, operations are very important to your success at the property level. Hopefully you've written down those three or four little choice nuggets that I've given you and like use that and start implementing those things in your properties right now. 
Thanks a lot and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Remember, your paradise is possible. You can do anything that you ever want. All you got to do is put your mind to it. Remember, go to Kahuna Wealth Builders, go get my quick start workshop and leave something on iTunes. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day.